You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Poncho Section. And today is a very special episode. We have an incredible guest, singer-songwriter Ryan Quinn. And according to Wikipedia, Ryan Quinn is a proper and wealthy female physician from Boston, Massachusetts. In 1867, she set out west to the small Wild West town of Colorado Springs to set up her own practice. She made the difficult adjustment to life in Colorado with the aid of rugged outdoorsman Byron Sully and a midwife named Charlotte Cooper. It's here in Colorado Springs where she acts as a one-woman mission to convince the townspeople that a female doctor can successfully practice. Oh wait, this is not Ryan Quinn, the singer-songwriter. This is the plot of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't happen to know anything about the Western frontier, would you? No, but her life is way cooler than mine. I don't know about oh that. <laughs> Maybe not, because <laughs> Ryan Quinn is a singer-songwriter and was top 24 finalist on season 10 of NBC's The Voice. His debut EP, Some Dreams, was released in September 2016, and he just finished a countrywide tour with Postmodern Jukebox. He's currently based in Los Angeles, California. However, we're talking to him live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ryan, welcome to the yeah. Poncho Section. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. And thanks for doing this from Canada. And yeah. I'm, and I'm oh. glad oh. you were able to tell us exactly where because I didn't actually know. I don't really know my Canadian geography very well. I know. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. Know. <laughs> right. I've been to Toronto, and I was I was in Montreal many many years ago. So I know like the East Coast, the East Coast yeah. Canada, the New York Canada, yeah. the New York border. And that's Canada. where like ninety percent of Canada lives. <laughs> right. Right. That's true. And I guess Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. Vancouver's West Coast. Yeah. Are you out there right now performing? I'm up here actually kind of on a sort of like a writer's retreat. Oh, nice. I got really lucky. My girlfriend is, is Canadian and her name's Tamara. She's a, a, a vocal coach and performance coach and she works on The Voice. Um, she's, she's Canadian. She grew up outside of Calgary. And so she's here just working with uh, local clients and whatnot for a little while just trying to get into like a routine because well you know being like a musician or in that industry is there's no routine there's no knowing what the hell is going to happen in like a month from now yeah so i figured after going on tour i just come up here and and try to get a routine going try to get healthy try to write more and uh figure out more about what i want to do as an artist i guess right i mean yeah you really have to kind of push yourself and make your own schedule when you're when you're doing this you know it's like yeah, that's got to be like the one of the toughest things. Totally. I mean, it's really cool not to, yeah. you know, you don't have to answer to anybody. Yeah. But it is tough to be motivated to be like, you know, go to bed and be like, I'm going to get up at 7.30 and go to the gym. Yeah. And then you don't fall asleep till 2 and you sleep until 10 or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. So why why music? And, and specifically, like, what do you think it is about music that, like, brings people together? Why do you think it, it's, like, so universal? Well, I guess it's universal because you you literally don't need any you don't need words to convey any kind of emotion in music mm-hmm. if you're you know attuned to it enough. Mm-hmm. I guess I know like minor scales and different cultures are they convey a happier tone than they do in our culture and all that kind of stuff. But aside from that, 
I guess just I love I grew up on instrumental jazz and that okay. strikes part with me. No. Um, were your parents musicians too? My dad. Yeah. My dad's a very good drummer. And oh, wow. he uh yeah. It's a super wide variety of tastes. So I grew up with like Led Zeppelin and Chick Korea jazz fusion. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> It was neat, yeah. So what made you want to like pursue that? Being a musician? Yeah. <laughs> my my parents are friends with a lot of musicians and mm-hmm. I kind of consider them all like extended uncles and aunts. And I remember I was like 15 and I got a job at an old folks home, like an assisted living place as a mm-hmm. waiter. And I, I loved it in a way, but a week into it, my, my family friend, David, he's a musician, asked me, how I was liking the job and he'll never let me live this down because I just said, I'm not too fond of working. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of the mentality. It's, 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 but it's actually, I just can't see myself really doing anything else. Right. I just can't like, I, if I could, I probably would because I'd actually like have money (laughs) (laughs) and a schedule. Yeah, but you're doing what you love to do. You know, that's... Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what really matters. So, like, when did you think that, like, I want to be a performer? Like, this is this is what... Was it the assisted living facility that was like, I can't work, so I got to find something else? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, I actually... I went to Oneonta, and I did music industry like you guys did. And um, you did... You both... I, I was mass communications, but we were all in the same kind of group okay that makes sense because i'm mod- i'm monitoring communication okay. okay so i did music industry because my friend jill ova who went to Oneana as well mm-hmm. decided first that she was going to do music industry i was like that sounds interesting mm-hmm. i guess i'll try that yeah so after doing all the the industry courses i you know learned as much as i could but i just realized that i hated the business side and mm-hmm. nothing gave me as much joy as like being my awkward self on the stage of the Black Oak with Jay Wall singing songs. <laughs> so I, I I guess like late college I decided I was gonna try. Oh wow, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess uh yeah, I guess you kinda have to go and sort of feel it out. I guess that's what like college is about. I'm always thinking <laughs> I'm always thinking about and recently I've been thinking more about like what did Oneonta teach me? What did it <laughs> what did I what did I get? What have I gained? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> And not to bet, because I like those were the best years. I loved it, but yeah, me too. but I wonder, like on I guess on an educational level. But I feel like for you, like you kind of discovered that okay, well, the business thing, like this isn't for me. Like I want to be on stage, so you have to be like grateful for that. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. Absolutely, I, I considered maybe like after the fact thinking like, man, I really wish I did a performance degree. But then yeah, but I don't really because I'm, it doesn't nothing doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't you don't need that. Right. Nah, just study on your own. So you j- recently finished a tour with Postmodern Jukebox, uh, starting over in yeah. uh, November and ending December. Did you have like a favorite city and uh, performance during that tour? Yeah, I think my favorite city was Seattle. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I've never actually I been think. to Seattle. But I hear, yeah, that was the first time I'd been, mm-hmm. and I'd wanted to go for a really long time just because I like so much of the music that came out of there. Yeah, of course. But it's just such like a sleek, 
dark, <laughs> but also like vibrant with art yeah. and lots of great coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really cool. It's a really great place. Um, and Portland, uh, Oregon was also a lot of fun. Yeah. That was probably the show. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I've heard great things about Portland. The thing I've heard, like, because I always ask the difference between Portland and Seattle. And the big thing, mm. I, a lot of, and I don't know if this is true, but Portland, like a lot of people have lived there their entire lives where Seattle has a lot more like transplants, like people coming from other places and moving to Seattle. So. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that makes it different, but I've heard like Portland for comedians too, like just performing in Portland's like such a great city to perform in. Yeah. It's very artsy culture. Yeah. And I mean, it's just so hipster. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. But it's, it's a great town. And again, it's also just really, it's like more quirky artsy than Seattle. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of the impression I got. No, that makes sense. And so you, yeah. you've been, so how long have you been in LA? Uh, two, two years. Two years. Okay. So I feel mm -hmm. like at this, I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've only been to LA once and it was for like only for a few days. So I didn't really get the full LA kind of feel, mm -hmm. but, um, but how have you like adjusted to it? Do you like it or how is it different? I guess it, it's grown on me. Yeah. Okay. It, but it's still a, a process of it growing on me. Mm. I see. Yeah. It, well, um, yeah. It's, if I, you know, it just has like a transplant. It's just not, it doesn't really match my personality very well. Right. <laughs> but, but it's, but there are so many stupidly talented people in Los Angeles and I've mm -hmm. met some awesome friends and, session players and stuff and that's you can't get that many other places so like for that reason i'll stick around for a little while but i'm also considering going to nashville just because uh, well yeah that's huge it's music cheaper scene. yeah <laughs> it's way cheaper yeah. and I'm, I'm really wanting to do um and i've done some but want, i want to do more like session and demo singing for bread and butter money and that's huge in nashville so that would be kind of fun yeah nice and then just quickly jump back to postmodern stuff. Sorry, yeah, I I like to jump around. So <laughs> no, it's all good. All good. There were a bunch of videos that online of uh, some of the stuff that you performed during that tour. Kelly Clarkson, for instance. Uh, there's the major <laughs> yeah. major laser song. Uh, so what were some of like the other songs that uh, were not posted that people would have heard during these shows? So those are probably my two favorites. Yeah. <laughs> but I opened every show with a really cool arrangement of Thriller. Oh. Oh, nice. And the original video with PMJ is they got Wayne Brady to do it. What? Yeah. It's very That's cool. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very cool. But the uh, I did it. I did it a little differently than Wayne Brady, but he was yeah. he was awesome. He well, was like, yeah, that's, perfect. That's tough to follow, Wayne yeah. Brady. I want to be in that <laughs> meeting to see how that was set up. I know. Oh, it's it blows my mind that I mean Scott Scott Bradley's the Scott Bradley's post manager box. He's the guy that's usually playing piano in the videos, and he kind of he created the whole thing. Okay, I I think he does the vast majority of the arrangements with a couple other people. Um, it's crazy how successful they have become. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not because they don't have a ton of talent. It's just interesting to see that a band can have multiple, it's what name and they have multiple bands. They're like a franchise almost. Yeah. You know, and they have bands touring in Europe and in like, you know, 
parts of Asia and, and the States at the same time. And they just arrange tunes yeah. Yeah. and play them really well. It's really, really neat. Yeah, it's wild. It's, I actually was wondering, do, how does the arrangement like process go? Are you do you have any input in in that process being the performer, or uh, is it kind of all Scott and he kind of just gives it to you guys? Well, so I've only done one video mm-hmm. with Postmodern Jukebox, and that was a very simplistic duet of Tennessee whiskey. So that was pretty straightforward. Which was awesome, by the, the way. Actual, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> The the other performers I, I got to know said that they, they have quite a bit of input. They all kind of figure it out together. Because, you know, Scott wants everyone to be comfortable. He's a musician. He doesn't want anybody to do anything that's out of their comfort zone. And as far as a live show, it just it was a continually changing thing. Yeah. I, I loosely based it on the versions that I had heard before. And the guy that did Lean On, the Major Laser song, and... Mm-hmm. Um, the Kelly Clarkson tune. His name is Michael Kilgore, and he's ridiculously talented. He's on Broadway right now, I believe. Oh wow! Or that kind of stuff. But yeah, you just take a loose, a loose idea and just morph it. That's awesome. Yeah. And so your last show, if I'm not mistaken, was Palm Desert, California. Yeah. And so yeah, I've seen some shows of like musicians and and maybe plays and and stuff like that, where on the last night they go kind of all out because it's like whatever. There's no tomorrow. Did anything kind of crazy like that, or did you guys do anything special? Well, we all like two nights prior we had a huge late night, super late night, super intoxicated <laughs> bus. Um, but the last night, I think everyone was really was pretty beat. Mm-hmm. But I opened the show, I did, on the tour, and halfway through Thriller, I do some, like, turn, and I my mic flies across <laughs> the stage. And I, it didn't happen. I've never dropped a mic in my life. Yeah. And I did in the last show of the tour. So that was interesting. <laughs> but we just missed the second verse, and then it was fine. It was fine. All right. <laughs> it was a mic drop of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know? so another thing that you've done which is was similar to postmodern jukebox was in february you released a cover of justin timberlake's say something which was uh featured lauren gold which not Mm. gonna lie this you like went after justin timberlake like he is he should be running from how good this this was like i don't know the right <laughs> metaphor or whatever but it, it, you killed he it should be shaken in he his, should be shaken in his boots there that's you go the one yeah and it was so good i loved it and then also you got to work with lauren gold who if nobody knows that he's worked with the who kenny loggins eddie vetter getty lee steve winwood melissa etheridge mandy moore demi lovato selena gomez a million others. Ryan Quinn. Ryan Quinn, to add on to that <laughs> list. I mean, it was, what was it like working with him, but also like, were you able to just like pick his brain and just like, tell me all you know? You know, what's kind of funny about Lauren is I met him through the first guy that I really got to know in LA named Frank Briggs. Mm-hmm. And Frank is a ridiculous drummer that has an online school, has a as a book he grew up in upstate new york where i did so he kind of like is my la dad in a way oh that's good yeah and so he introduced me to a lot of people and he knew lauren from the past and hooked us up and lauren is just a super nice guy when you're around him you don't think of anything like that oh he's currently playing with the who 
you don't really consider that because he's just such a down to earth, cool guy. Yeah. And then you hear him play and you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) That's right. He's amazing. (laughs) But but working with him is always, is always so much fun. And he um, contacted me and wanted to do a cover video of something and just arrange something. And so I, I arranged that mostly by myself. And then I worked with, with my girlfriend Tamara, she does a mm-hmm. lot of arrangements. So we did, kind of did it together. And then I brought it to Lauren. He liked it. But a few months prior to that, we did a show together, just piano vocal stuff at this cool bar restaurant, I guess, called Vitello's in Studio City. Okay. So I've I've known Lauren almost the whole time I've been in L.A. And he is the coolest guy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's great. You have You have those people. So I'm sure this is old news for you, but... In season 10 of The Voice, you were on it? That was a terrible sentence. No, you were on season 10 of The was, Voice. This would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's what I was trying to say and with that, all those words. And, and that was like three, I want to say three years ago. It's is approaching that, three years It's ago. approaching three years. Yeah. I, weird. That's crazy. Yeah. I loved it that yeah. you came on to a Blind Faith song. It blew me out of the way. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, it was so refreshing because I feel like everybody does like very contemporary pop style music. And it was like, holy shit, he's playing some Clapton and Steve Winwood. This is amazing. Yeah. So what, <laughs> yeah, man. what made you decide to to pick that song? Well, I've I've my mom loves Steve Winwood. So my mom also influenced my musical taste. So I grew up with a lot of Steve Winwood stuff. Um so I, I, when I started playing guitar, that was one of the first songs I tried to learn how to play just because it was like always running through my mind. And um, you can't just like, I'm sure you know this, but you can't just like pick any song ever to play on, to do on the voice because of all like licensing and all that crap. But, right. but they give you like this enormous list to choose from like of 500 plus songs. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of songs. Um, and before I went on, I used to do a lot of bar gigs and whatnot. And my, my mom, like, if you ever do a singing show, you should really do this song. Like, I don't think that's how that works, mom, (laughs) but I'll see what I can do. And it happened to be on the list of songs, which was blew my mind. Like a year after I had vision with my mom and you had to rank like a top 25 and I put it as my number one. And I guess because nobody had ever put it on their list. They just gave it to me without any problem. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Really weird, yeah. Yeah. I loved it in the, in the video when you have uh, Pharrell and Adam Levine going like, is it one or two people? Yeah. Because like you, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like belting out your various vocal ranges and they're just That's like, right. That's right. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was such a, it was such a big deal for, for all of us to, to see you on that show. Like it was just, uh, it was, well, it was also just, to like someone we know and also for Oneonta as well. Right. It's like a big, we want to see Oneonta people succeed. That's like a big, I feel like everyone supports, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We all, because we don't have, I mean, who else, who else do we know? What like person went to Oneonta that like went on to do um, something? Bill, Bill Pul- Pullman. Bill Pullman, but he didn't graduate. Yeah. And I think. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But, uh, but we'll take it. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know what I just realized? Yeah. You know, not right this moment, but. Do you, remember, do you remember Julia Urinsky? Yes. Do you know Julia Gulia? She's the yeah, the Julia. The the the, the, the big food. He- big, yeah, healthy food or whatever. <laughs> healthy food. Yes. I called the big food. Her and her boyfriend, fiance, I don't know if they're together yeah. or not. But yeah. Whoever they are. 
They have like two million YouTube. I, I saw that, which is healthy crazy. junk food. Yeah, As healthy junk food. Healthy junk food. That's it. Is. What the hell? I, <laughs> like, I'm I'm kind of yeah. shocked by that because like yeah. I, I mean what they're I'm not not to knock what they're doing. I mean that's great, but like it's big food, right? Isn't that what it is? It's, yeah, they kind of make just giant. Right, I think they just make giant versions of food. I mean, it's very I, cool. I honestly don't know, but that's that's just crazy, ridiculous. So I cool. know. I sort of knew her, and I knew him actually. Do you remember? He like used to hang out. Really, a I don't bit. Yeah. think I knew him. I he, knew her. He, we had a mutual friend. Yeah, J J P. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's his name. Oh yeah. no way. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. All right, so there we go. We got Bill Pullman. We got the healthy junk the healthy food junk folks food and Ryan Quinn. Yeah, kill it. <laughs> And the guy from the league. Oh yeah, the guy from the league. Uh, Steve Renazizi as well. Um, I don't know about Steve Renazizi. He, he's a comedian, um, but he Wait. he like lied about nine eleven, so that was bad. But then he came back. Yeah, there was a there's a whole whole bad <laughs> thing there. Yeah, maybe we won't go into that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so when you did so the first, I guess. I'm your performer, but even being on a show like The Voice, that had to have amped up some nerves quite a bit. Just being performing in front of those people. Like, what is, like, what's going through your mind for the, I guess, the first performance, if you can remember? Well, it's weird because I guess now, like, talking to Tamara, because she works at the Blind Auditions, I guess they're, they're like, they're not giving the contestants as much time to prepare. Oh, interesting. But what, but when I did it, it was we. I was in the, a hotel, like sequestered, with people for like five weeks, preparing for like ninety seconds. So that was all I did. Oh, and okay. then, so I was like feeling comfortable. But then the day of, it's just horrifying. Yeah. To think about like, oh, well, I've been here for five weeks. I've been barely making any money. Like the per diem is like me. Yeah. And some people will, like quit their jobs to do it. Oh man. Damn. You know. So there's just a ton of pressure, but I was very nervous. And then I was not nervous at all, which was bad also. And then I walked up and essentially just blacked out. Yeah. I was going to say like, probably that's what happens. You just black out and you don't even remember what just happened. Mm -hmm. You have to like watch it back later and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Your muscle memory (laughs) takes over. Yeah. No, that's Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. There was like all I, all I really remember is the very beginning and I was like, my throat's so dry, Jesus. So I just closed my eyes and started the song. And when I opened my eyes, um, Christina Aguilera turned around. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> a sentence That's, right there. Yeah. I opened my eyes and Christina Aguilera turned around. And she, <laughs> <laughs> that is something that very few people can say. Yeah. <laughs> So you've worked on that show. You ended up working with both Christina and uh, Adam, uh, along with, I yeah. believe, also Tori Kelly and Miley Cyrus as well. Like, Yeah, that's right. That's kind of crazy that you got to work with like these people. What was it, I guess, like being under their is, under their tutelage? That's Under that's, their, their guidance. Under their guidance. Right? Yeah. Tutelage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. um, we use big words on the conversation. They were all much cooler than I thought they would be. Yeah, like much more down to earth. I th- Adam was 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 fun. He's yeah. He's actually because um, I don't love Maroon Five. 
honestly. Yeah, neither do I. You're in good company. Yeah. Yeah, I like some of their earlier stuff. And then, yeah, me too. Like, I respect, I know that they made the decision consciously to just go complete straight ahead pop and go into that world because it's like sells so well. And I respect that. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, there, he's ridiculously talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he can shred on like five instruments. Oh, he's damn. very good. Wow. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I didn't know that. Like, because you just, you, I guess you yeah. just see what you see. You see like Maroon 5 and. Yeah, I guess you don't see all that. You don't see those sides. Totally, of and that's how that's how it, it's like pretty obvious that it was a conscious decision for Maroon Five to do that because mm-hmm. he could play pretty much whatever he wanted. So he was fun to be around. He's very hyper, very. Yeah, I could see that. Well, kind of like that, and <laughs> yeah, um, I really enjoyed his, his company. And then I, I didn't choose Christina in the beginning because. Honestly, I was a little afraid of her. But then working with her for the live rounds was probably my favorite part of the whole experience. Yeah, I mean, that would actually, to me, like, she's, like, the biggest celebrity. Because, like, I remember her from when I'm, like, I remember, like, Jeannie in a Bottle from, like, when I was, like, 9 or 10, whenever that was. It's just totally. crazy. I, Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, seriously, you know, it's, it's, it was really nuts to, to work with her. And, and she wasn't scary it turns out she's like five foot nothing yeah she's so sure (laughs) but but opens her mouth and she just does the most ridiculous vocal acrobatics like very effortlessly so it's like oh yeah you're the next bar (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's just crazy you don't think of someone like that as small because of like just who they are they're such a big celebrity and then she goes, oh, totally. this is just a person who's not that tall. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Very weird to be like, oh, hello, Adam Levine. I'm like four inches taller than you. This is very yeah. weird. It, yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's crazy. You don't think about that stuff. Now, have you been able to keep in touch with any of, of them or? No. No, yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> sure. I wasn't sure. You'd be like, shoot him. No. I was like, hey, how's it going, Adam? Got no, any, got any only... advice for me? <laughs> Adam, I don't know this to be. I haven't watched the show much since I was on it. Yeah, to be honest. But, but he, um, I don't believe he really keeps in contact with anybody. Yeah, I think there are there are a couple exceptions, um, but not really anybody. And they give you like their email address, maybe that is like their secondary email address. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of a, you know. Yeah. But I I do know that when Alicia Keys is on there, mm. and Miley Cyrus when she was a coach. She does keep in contact with people. Oh, wow. She likes them. That's awesome. That's interesting. Pretty cool. You know, it's always like you're not sure if it's okay to like keep contact with certain people, like celebrities like that. Like I used to be I used to be a production assistant for I guess a couple different celebrities. Yeah. And I had yeah. their and I had like their contact information, but once I was gone, I was like, I don't know like if it's appropriate to like um, you're like, hey there. Yeah, it's like, do you even remember me? I don't know. Like, I was like, I just went out and got your dry cleaning. Like, that was that guy. <laughs> I remember that guy. Uh, <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, it's always, I don't know, it's an interesting thing. But um, I was wondering, I wonder what the difference is between how The Voice does things and how American Idol operates. Because American Idol was, I used to watch American Idol pretty, pretty religiously when I was in high school. I I'm a little embarrassed too. to admit, but I did. Um, no, I, I did too. Yeah, yeah, with like Ruben and like uh, who's the other? Fantasia, like those those seasons. Like I was yeah. really into it. I guess the structure of that show is quite different than The Voice. 
but I wonder, but I wonder how like I wonder how their like audition process would compare. I don't know. I don't know if you do you know anything about that. Do you know anyone who was like in that world or? Um, I know people that have done the American Idol audition process. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. that's gotten through very far. Basically, my understanding is that the voice treats you better. Oh yeah, I could I could see that. But it comes at a cost because American Idol is set up to be about the contestants. Mm-hmm. Where the voice is set up to be about the coaches. Mm. Yeah. Well, I remember like I would talk to friends in high school and they'd be like, oh, we watch American Idol for the first two weeks because we love to see the bad auditions. Like that was a thing. Yeah. And you thought like all these people are getting through. But what you realize is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like a, a process before that. There's where they go through auditions and they're like, okay, this person, they're, they don't have a good voice, but they'll be great for TV. So we're going to put them through. Yeah. And yeah, and exactly. So I feel like that's a major difference where the voice like we want to see like people get entertained and then they bring them back, you know, like William Hung became like a big star for like a second. Yeah. You know, like people love that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like American Idol right. kind of banked on that as well. Like there was like a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, you were following the people like Ruben Stuttered, Clay Aiken, whoever. And then you had the William Hungs as well. People enjoyed Absolutely. watching him. There are times where you watch it and it's definitely hilarious. Like yeah. some it's like I get really bad secondhand embarrassment. So like <laughs> even watching The Office is kind of hard for me. Yeah. So like watching that is real hard for me. But it's also just like really fucking mean, man. That's it's what like, I feel like. Yeah. Because like singing is so vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder too, though, if if some of them like know exactly what they're doing and they just want to get the exposure. Some must. Yeah. Like they could, I remember hearing back when um, the show Best Week Ever was on and they were talking about William Hung, they were like, like he might be a genius. Like it's, it's very possible. He knows exactly what he's doing. This I think is he all did part get of like his plan. A, he did release like an album, I think. So he, he did. No, he was, I mean, him. there was a, there was a few months at least where he was a big thing. And, and now I, I mean, I have no idea where he is now, but. Uh, no idea. Yeah. But, but some of the people definitely do. I don't think he did do it on purpose. I think he was yeah. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, like that makes more sense. Just tell like if yeah. they're being sincere with that kind of shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Going, going back and watching it, I'd probably feel really uncomfortable watching it and be like, this is just feels mean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is just awful. <laughs> well, it's just weird too. Cause yeah. like you have like Simon who's like ripping these people apart, but you know, it's all for show. Right. So <laughs> I feel like the voice is, is just a better caliber show, you know, that they don't do yeah. that. Well, Definitely. it's a, you know, you know, it's interesting. So this, they had this last season of American Idol. So they only do one season. They brought it back. I mean, this girl one named Maddie Poppy. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. But um, Maddie was on my season of The Voice. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. She didn't get her chair turned. Oh. oh so she took her, she went to another reality show. There that's you go. Interesting. One. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's the, crazy. Yeah. And so you look at her social media versus any winner of the voice. I hate social media, to mm-hmm. be honest. I don't like it. I don't I'm, like putting time into it. I'm, I'm in with the you ass. there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't have a choice. I have to do it. Of course. But, yeah. but you look at what it got her. Mm-hmm. She has like 400,000 followers on every platform. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, and then the most I've ever seen a voice winner get is like 80,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's because they they, they want to make like somebody famous, I guess, on American Idol, and on yeah. the voice, it's kind of like 
hype, 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 die because new season comes out in a month. Right. right. Yeah. It's, I guess it's a different kind of thing. But I feel like American Idol, though, you have you've had winners in the past who have some who have done well. Well, Kelly Clarkson, obviously, she was the first. One. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. She yeah. did all right. Um, and then you <laughs> she's have doing just okay. And then you have Carrie Underwood, who also did very well. Oh, yeah. She's doing. Oh, yeah. She does the the pregame thing every week for oh, football. For she football. does. She, she does the the song. That's a big. That's a big thing. But um. But like a lot of them, kind of faded away like again like ruben stuttered i haven't heard from him you know yeah i don't know what what ruben's up to i'm sure he's performing and touring just not on like the mainstream level right that's right yeah do you remember who david cook is yeah yeah i do i actually liked him i liked him too yeah he does like everything from shows to like starring in the broadway show kinky boots oh really i didn't know that but that's, that's pretty cool that's great yeah and then there i was also thinking there's that guy daughtry he went on to yeah Chris Daughtry yeah, yeah he went on to release a bunch of stuff he did yeah he did very but well. he's one of the most successful ones yeah. yeah yeah definitely so we briefly touched on this in the beginning when you were talking about stuff that both your mom and dad kind of introduced you musically but what hmm. would you say are your influences like that inspire you um I guess my biggest influence in terms of singing and songwriting would be Jeff Buckley mm. yeah um him for sure singing not too much songwriting would be chris cornell as well oh okay and weird right <laughs> and then um and then like stevie wonder and sam cook i would say yeah those four like my my big four vocalists i saw you did release a few tributes to chris cornell so i, I was curious like what his music kind of means to you yeah. So some of his music is surprisingly heartfelt <laughs> mm-hmm. and some of it is very like the purpose is to like pump you up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. To, like Soundgarden, like yeah. it's overly hyper emotional <laughs> about that stuff, you know, but like, um, well, I guess it's dark in a way, but, but I would, I, I just, um, I was a drummer first and I was in a band that before college that did really heavy, like Sabbath kind of stuff. And the singer wanted to do an audio slave song. So I listened to it because it was brand new mm-hmm. and it was showing me how to live by audio slave. And I was like, oh, this yeah. guy sounds like a bear lion griffin. <laughs> like, what is this? And so I just dove into it and I don't know why it just, I just wanted to, to do that. I don't know why it just, I just had like a guttural response to like want to, belt out rock tunes that's that's all you need sometimes yeah and then then you hear like temple of the dog and shit like that and you're like how is a human doing this i want to figure this out (laughs) yeah so that was that's kind of where my influence from him came from just from like pure like i was just astounded by him yeah nice and so in 2016 you released some dream your ep with which had the song Unbearable, Your Way, Some Dream, Dignity, and Breathe Easy. And I was curious, did you have a, a specific mindset? Actually, first before I go into that, I just want to say how much I loved Breathe Easy. It was Thanks, like man. Yeah, it was 
awesome. It was like super soulful and bluesy. I was legit. This sounds crazy, but I'm like sit, sitting there listening to it, and I'm just waiting for like Eric Clapton to come on, as if you were on like the Crossroads tour or something like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> this song is fucking lit. Especially like it gets to that guitar solo. I'm just like, oh, so. I good. wish that were me. I wish <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But I was curious, what was like your mindset like? going into writing that like what was the, were there specific vibes you were trying to go for you know what's that's a really good question um so songwriting and writing and singing my own music was kind of like a back burner thing for me i i focused really hard on like just the art of singing for mm-hmm. a long time and through all of college pretty much like some writing in college but mostly just singing and trying to be like the best I could be in that. Mm-hmm. And so writing came second. And then I realized I'm getting all this exposure on TV and I have nothing to, to put out. Like what the mm-hmm. hell's wrong with me? So, I mean, I had, I'd written some of those, there's only five songs on it, but I'd written some, um, a couple of years prior and then some like breathe easy was an old song that I just kind of found and forgot about. And then I completely made it into like a soul piano thing because it was like an acoustic guitar, almost like country-ish and so on. But I didn't have like a a vibe really. It was weird because this studio in Utica, New York called Big Blue North, there's this amazing studio in like this weirdville city. Um, (laughs) I grew grew up in Utica, so I can say this about it. Yeah, It's a weird place, man. But but, um, Big Blue North, they, they reached out to me and, wanted to know if if i wanted to do an ep with them for free oh i was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) by the time i got back to them um they they had booked most of their time so they only had like three days Mm. wow that's it in a row so like i did the demos and i went in there and i threw a band together i I had sam schiff do you remember sam schiff bassist in the funk band he's a little younger than us Pretty the sure name sounds so familiar. If I saw a picture, yeah. Computer Sam on Staten Island. He's an amazing musician, but he came up from Staten Island and played, and wow. we just threw everything together in like three days. And I wasn't even there for any of the vocal comping or anything, really. It was really weird, but it came out better than I could have hoped for a three-day recording session. Yeah. And, and and vibe is like, that's what I'm trying to do in Calgary, is trying to figure out I have so many influences and so many ideas and so many directions I want to go in, but like you just can't do everything. So I, I just right. got, I want to like narrow it down into a certain vibe. Yeah. That was a long winded answer. No, no, yeah, that's, that's great. That's, I dig it. That's what we, that's what we like. Yeah. Then we have to ask, <laughs> then we have to talk less yeah. and say stupid and I don't things. I to hear myself. It's good. We let the other person <laughs> say the stupid things. No. So beyond creating uh, or trying to figure out your new vibe right now, do you have any other like projects going on that you're you're working on? Not really. I just I'm I recently signed with a manager and which is pretty cool named Mark yeah. Whitmore. Um, and he is uh, based out of, of Beverly Hills, and he's really cool guy. Um, lots of integrity, and basically, I'm ju- I'm just gonna write as much as I can stand. Yeah, and yeah. Like I'm gonna write 20 songs in two months and just see what happens. And I'm and I'm getting better at. Uh, recording my own demos and doing demo vocals from home for people um i'm in my little my little studio setup right now yeah. a midi keyboard here and a little mic and my guitars and stuff so i'm just trying to be as creative as possible for a little while nice 
That's great. Yeah. yeah. So as of today, January 16th, your website is being redone. So I'm, I'm assuming that by <laughs> yeah. the time this is released, it'll, it'll be updated. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I actually just did that yesterday because my, my website was just a hot mess. I just, <laughs> you know, I, I need to just get some, I need someone to just either build it for me or just find a website builder that's easy to use um, and do it on, on my own. Yeah. Well, you should check out Squarespace. We're not we're yeah. not actually sponsored by them, but hey, Squarespace, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, we would love we would love a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> we're always talking about Squarespace and how great they are. Yeah, very great customer service. Well, you do use Squarespace, and yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> write that down. Yeah, Squarespace. Yeah, they're they're really good. Very good. Um, so, just really quick question about Squarespace. Yeah, yeah. Are, can they? Can you put in a button? For Instagram and Twitter and all that crap? Yes. Yeah, you can. Okay, I'm sold. That's all right. <laughs> yes, you can. And then we're, we're going to package this and send this off to the ad people at Squarespace. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're welcome, Squarespace. Now yeah, give us money. Seriously. <laughs> so th- thanks for coming on, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, thank we're you gonna so much. We're going to get you much. an endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, seriously, it, it's incredible having you on. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? I'm hidden away in Calgary, but they can find me on social media at um, pretty much everything. Instagram, Twitter, which I never use, and Facebook are all uh, at I am Ryan Quinn. Very cool. Okay. And we'll, and we'll put that on our site too. Yes. We'll get all, we'll get all that good Thanks. stuff. And um, yeah, so right now you're just hanging out in Canada. Um, you got any, anything else coming up or you're just kind of... I did see you do have some upcoming shows in May. Am I in wrong? May? I have. Do I have a show in May? I think you have something at Hartwick, <laughs> unless it's an old show. Oh, oh, that was old. Okay, uh, never mind. Wait, a Hartwick like yep. Hartwick, yeah, Hartwick. That one. That one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was on. That's see, that was on my website, and I never update the damn thing, so I have <laughs> no. to just put up that one page. It's in maintenance mode right now, so I got to do that. Gotcha. Well, we'll but get. I, I, I believe, unless I go on tour with PMJ again in the near future, which I hope to, mm-hmm. um, I'm do, I'm doing a uh, Chris Cornell tribute show in in Los Angeles on July 20th. Okay. Very cool. The whole band. That's be that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And we can we can blast that out. Yeah. Come come, come closer to that date. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll put that out there. And yeah, it's listen. It's great to see you. Yeah. Even though you're not actually here but it's good to you know (laughs) and uh yeah yeah this is great and hopefully you know if you're ever in new york sometime soon we can do this in person yeah and uh absolutely and yeah man best of luck to you it's really it's awesome to see you and this you know really taking off in your career thank you i really appreciate it yeah man you guys do a really great job with the podcast thanks thanks we we try when did you guys start doing this a few uh, years ago, right? Around I think June of 2016. Yeah, we because we had we had started it and then we stopped because we both had like some like personal things that happened to us kind of at the same time. Uh, it was like around the same time we each had shit happen. Yeah, and so we also we, tried doing uh, a video podcast first, but that was garbage. No, it, we it were just so good. awkward. <laughs> it was very so yeah, it was very like bad. our first actual like real first episode will never be aired. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like it's in the vault. You know what? If like one, if if by chance like you're like 
years from now we become like super successful, we can release that. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll put that out there. <laughs> look how terrible we once were. <laughs> this is what we started at. And look how slightly better Actually, we've gotten. Good idea. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's the only way we'll ever release that. If we get maybe, you know what? How about if we get a Squarespace sponsorship? Oh crap! Then we'll put it out there. There you go. I think that's. A, I think that's a good thing. Like grand to release it. So oh. pay ten grand. We could. We would do that for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. We would, we would oh, yeah. absolutely do that. Oh, yeah. It's actually. There you go. Yeah, it wouldn't be that difficult to get us no. to release it after all. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks again, man. My pleasure, guys. All right. And thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.